Every year about this time, do you find yourself frustrated with the fact that the Christmas season is so secularized? Well, our guest today has a suggestion for a different way to look at it. But you know, the early church projected its liturgical festivals. In other words, it deliberately brought the festivals of Pascha and Christmas, Pentecost and Theophany, right to the fore of secular consciousness in order to take the wind out of the pagan festivals that were taking place at those times. And welcome once again to another edition of Come Receive the Light. I'm Mike Trout, and our host is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology. You're probably on the web at myocn.net. If not, that's our website, and you can find out more about the Orthodox Christian Network right there, including this program, which has been on the air more than 20 years. You can listen to many of our archived broadcasts. And if you were to go back through the archives, you would find a number of conversations with the guest that we're going to feature today. Father John Anthony McGuckin has recently retired from a number of the positions that he has held For many years, he's devoting more time to his family. He held the Nielsen Chair in Late Antique Christian History at Union Theological Seminary and was professor of Byzantine Christian Studies at Columbia University in New York City. He is an archpriest of the Romanian Orthodox Church and rector of the Orthodox Church in Litham, St. Anne's, England. He serves on the Faculty of Church History at Oxford University and is a fellow of the Royal Historical Society of the United Kingdom. Father Chris uh, caught him by phone and talked with him about the true joy of the Christmas season. Welcome back to the show, Father. Thanks, Father. It's lovely to talk to you again. A lot of Christians get very upset about Happy Holidays replacing Merry Christmas and nativity scenes being replaced by scenes of snowmen and Santa Claus. But Is that necessarily a bad thing? These are some of the things I want to talk to you about. Is this maybe a chance for us to reconnect with the early church in a new and in a meaningful way? Yes, it's an interesting question. Before I came to America, I lived in uh, England, and Europe is much more, if you like, um, secularized and diverse, uh, diverse religiously with many Asian religions, uh, and also uh, more militant atheism and secularism alongside uh, a solid Christian idea. So I, was, I grew up and I was used to not having um, any longer a, a dominant Christian sensibility, if you like. But, you know, the early church projected its liturgical festivals. In other words, it, it deliberately brought the festivals of Pascha and Christmas, Pentecost and, and Theophany, right to the fore of secular consciousness in order to take the wind out of the Mm -hmm. pagan festivals that were taking place at those times. It wasn't um, that there was a great Christian festival and then the pagans or the secularists or somebody else, uh, you know, did did something to erode that. Uh, We, in the 3rd and 4th centuries, as a missionary strategy of the Church, tried to dislocate the pagan festivals. Mm -hmm. So I think the message for me when people say happy holidays, particularly in New York where where I live, with a very large and active Jewish community, Christmas stands on the toes of Hanukkah and vice versa. 
Um, so you, you, one's very much aware that at Christmas, one's Jewish friends are celebrating Hanukkah. Um, and of course, Indian religion celebrates Diwali, and th- there's always some kind of celebration on. there, yeah. So people are, are, are trying, in a, in a way, uh, to manifest this sense of, of Christianity in, in, a, in a broader world. Um, my, my feeling is that, you know, when you're in a church environment, uh, Orthodox know how to behave. So, in, in fact, we don't say Merry Christmas. We, we say Christ is born mm-hmm. and glorify him. At, at Pascha, we say Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen. Um, but, you know, I, I like the American thing, because when, when people say happy holidays, it's actually a perfect synthesis between the classical Byzantine greeting, be happy, herete, mm-hmm. herete, right. which the Byzantine Christians invented, huh. be happy. You know, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yes. And the Anglo-Saxon holidays being the holy days. So happy holidays is actually pure Christian greeting. Be happy on the holy days. And it does the duty of respecting our neighbor. But I would also say this. Let's not lose our own Orthodox traditions. When you're in church with the brothers and sisters, don't say Happy Holidays. Don't say Merry Christmas. Say Christ is born. Glorify him. These are our internal traditions, as you like. Isn't there some uh, spiritual benefit in being reminded that not everyone knows the joy and the peace of Christ. I, I think we sometimes forget that. Absolutely. We, we also forget the fundamental principle of the Lord's own mission is how he stated it. This is the Lord himself defining and describing his mission in the world. I came to find out and save what was lost. Mm-hmm. Not, I came to find what was lost and slap it on the ears until it realized it was lost hmm. and came to convince it that it was lost. And, and sh- no, none of that. I came to seek out and find and rescue what was lost. It's from top to bottom, from beginning to end, it's a therapeutic mission. And the best of Orthodox spirituality for me has always been that it says, it doesn't matter, let's start now, let's, let's do the fix. Orthodox spirituality is down to earth. It accepts people's weaknesses and sins and says, let's do the fix. Where are you hurting? Let's repair it. Because God, like the Lord himself on earth, God remains the constant good shepherd throughout history, seeking out to save what was lost. And that for me, means that one of the church's primary missions is not just to keep itself intact, preserve its own purity, make sure its own orthodoxy shines out in a, in a powerful way. Its primary mission is to relate to a world which is lost and suffering and in pain and get down on its knees and be humble like the Lord and offer itself as good news. Um, because in that humility, the humility of Christ himself, that's where the church really starts being the church, you know. Um, it, it's the authentic face of the Orthodox Church, to be down there 
in the dirt with the people. How do we, as Orthodox Christians then, deal with the Christ-less Christmas that we are presented by secular society? Should we be holding up signs about Jesus? Should we be staying home so that we can keep a strict fast? I mean, what do we do, Father John? Well, it's, it's, it's very difficult to ob- observe the fasts in, in, in this culture that has no conception of a fast. It's, it's different in the old countries like Greece, where even if, if, if people no longer observe the liturgical custom, the fasts are built into the fabric of the week. You know, it's just second nature for people to go vegan on Wednesdays and Fridays. Here, as you get closer to Christmas, the, the whole of the Christmas nativity fast is, is like in office situations and in schools, and it, it's just one party after another yes, party. Yes. And uh, it's just difficult. And, and, I, and I always say to people, set the, set the terms of, of your ascetic preparation and, and just try and keep the course and try and keep it in mind in the circumstances that one's in, you know. But I think really the key thing in, in those great moments of society celebrating around Christmas or Pascha um, is that we Orthodox try and remember for ourselves that it revolves around Christ mm-hmm. and try and do something where that becomes a reality in our families. I'm thinking particularly of, of, of families with children, parents and, and with children, and to make it a beautiful experience. It could be something like, I don't know whether you have in America the Advent calendar, mm-hmm. uh, where you open up a little, we used to do this with our children, and you opened up, you know, January, December the 1st or whatever it was, and inside was a little chocolate. Well, wow. I mean, it immediately contradicts the fast, right. but the kids were jumping up and down, mm-hmm. because on the 24th of December, there was a really big door that they opened up, and there was the scene in the manger. You know? So the little ritual, I always felt that giving them the chocolate, uh, you know, uh, they got so excited at the, at the thought of marking off the days of December towards Christmas that that was something we did in the morning. Um, many Orthodox homes have the icon corner, and uh, when we were little, my mother used to have a, a wooden donkey from Bethlehem, a little tiny little thing, and she kept moving it closer and closer to the icon corner uh, throughout Christmas. Wow, that's <laughs> something. She, she didn't put it there until January the 6th. And we were watching this wooden donkey move through the room, and it's little things, imaginative things, artistic things. But that's what you remembered, isn't it? You know, and, and lighting a candle at night time and maybe singing a carol, even mm-hmm. though it's a, a Western custom, uh, a well-known carol, or, or a, uh, a, a beautiful troparion song or something. When you do that with children, they remember that for the rest of their lives. Finally, Father, are there uh, three things you'd like to encourage all of our listeners today to do this Christmas season? Be kind to one another. Mm. <laughs> That's a perennial one. Mm-hmm. Um, draw up a list of Christmas gifts. I mean, everybody does that anyway, don't they? You don't need to tell them that. But when you draw it up and we look at it and we say, well, this is Category 1 people. I have to buy them presents. Right. These are Category 6 people. You know, they get an apple or something. <laughs> Put into a relatively high category Jesus. I go and buy a present for Jesus. And the present might be 
a check to some village to get a water pump, or it might be a check to a Romanian orphanage or mm-hmm. something or other. Yes. But put him down on the list of gifts that you've sent that off, that you've bought the scarf for Uncle Fred, and you've bought an eye operation for a child in Afghanistan as well. That, that, I think that's my second thing that's important. And I would say the third thing is that in secular society, just taking society on, on the broader scale, there are more suicide attempts <laughs> at Christmas than any other time in the year. There are more marital breakups in the immediate aftermath of Christmas than any other time in the year. There are more people putting their head in their hands at the thought of being with family. Now, this seems counter-logical at first sight, but if you think about it a little bit more, it tells me this very loudly, that coming together and the, the whole of this season produces such stresses on people that that which is cracked is liable to fall to pieces. And, and I would say to our Orthodox listeners, our friends and, and people hearing this, be very careful and be peaceful and don't be caught up in this paganized consumer frenzy. Have time and peace for yourself. And when you feel frenzied, because this is what happens over Christmas, step back out of the rat race and say, ultimately, this is about celebrating joy and love with people I love and honoring the poor for the sake of Christ and saying at the end of the day, Christ is born, glorify him. Thank you so much, Father John. Listeners, to hear more from Father John McGuckin, search our website, M-C-G-U-C-K-I-N, to find other interviews with him on Come Receive the Light. Thank you, Father John. Thank you very much. Mm, Some very appropriate words from Father John McGuckin, especially for some of us who may be just a bit more harried than we should be at this time of year. I'm reminded of the words found in the ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Let me share those with you as we close out these few minutes together. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. We call this broadcast, Come Receive the Light. The scripture goes on to say, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Then it goes on and on. You can read it for yourself. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 9. Start about the uh, second verse. This is Come Receive the Light, a broadcast outreach of the Orthodox Christian Network. Pray for us, won't you? And especially here at the end of the year, if you're able to join us financially, that would be a tremendous help. Our website is myocn.net. Just click on the Donate button on the homepage. And until we meet again, remember to always have faith in what you listen to.